This is our people in Mother Earth on KWSO. Fishing on the Columbia River has been a staple for the way of the tribes along the Columbia River. Albert Kalama Sr. has been fishing since he was very young, and he talks about his history of fishing along the Columbia River. On the Columbia River I, uh, and on, on, on down at Shears Wilds, I, I fished with family. My father started me out fishing down in Shears, mostly hook and line, not too much of on the scaffold. He, we did a little bit, but not much. Mostly with my older brothers, I, I fished with them on the scaffolds. We, we have uh, some places down there, Sears Falls area, that we, we fished for a long time as I was growing up. And everybody knows where the Big Eddie is down there in the Shears. After a while, we, we put scaffolds in there, and we fished those in there for, for some years. Me and my older brothers, I'm the youngest out of my brothers. But I also did fishing on the... On the Columbia River with my oldest brother. That's where I started working gill nets on summers and any time I could get down there and fish with him. And he and I learned a lot of about the gill net fishery and and exercising my rights on the down there also on the Columbia River with with my brother and my family down there. I started, you know, getting on the boats with him probably in the seventh, eighth grade on up to high school. I fished with him much as I could through the summers and for some of the fall fishery when I had to go back to school. School was important. And, and, uh, my mother and father, they, they stressed uh, school all the time. It was more important than and then, uh, then fishing. So I got to fish summers and part of the fall with my oldest brother for, for my, for my, uh, summers. That's where I learned. I learned that, you know, we, we fished a lot of nets up there. He has a lot of the places to fish in there and registered spots that he fishes. And, uh, I learned all his areas, how to, how to work the nets, different lengths, nets, different depths. You know, there's a, there's a lot of two fishing in the Columbia River and learning. I learned how to hang the gill nets for my, and work the nets for my, my oldest brother my, and and one of my brother-in-laws and my older brother. They, they taught me the gill nets, the set nets. They taught me how to put those together and work those. And, you know, that has a lot to do with uh, working gill nets is, is knowing how to put them together. They showed me that and taught me a lot of other things like tying rope, you know, how to tie, make your ties, do anchors. There, there, There is a lot to gill net fishing and being safe on the boats. Albert Kalama Sr. talks about the more modern times of fishing seasons. We usually spend about eight months out of the year down there because we usually start and uh, you can start as early as January with, with the... Uh, they start in January. They have a gill net season, usually for steelhead, and a set line season for sturgeon. They usually have that for uh, months, but that's how it used to be, and it kind of it kind of goes now where the set line season starts in January for a sturgeon in all pools. That's the uh, Bonneville pool. That'd be from uh, I mean Bonneville Dam to the Dells Dam, and then there's three pools. While the the four tribes, Warm Springs, Yakima. Nespers and Umatilla were, you know, were all uh, fish in Zone 6, which is from Bonneville Dam to McNary Dam. We usually start in January with the long line season, which uh, I haven't really been doing that, you know, for a while. I, I used to go back to with my oldest brothers, but uh, they used to do a lot of long lining, and, you know, when I was growing up. And that's, that's another one I learned from them. 
but that starts in January, and, and that's where I, that's that's what I did with them also, and then pick that up from them also, and we we do that in January, and and that still goes every year in January, but uh, in February and March we have a gillnet virgin fishery that we do. That's in all the of zone six. That usually lasts from February and March, so there's the first three months of the year we do sturgeon. Usually for the ceremonial fishery for the for the tribes, all the tribes do a ceremonial fishery starting usually end of March through April, however long it takes for the fish, the salmon to start moving. Like right now, the the numbers are starting to pick up a little here and there. There's you know there hasn't been too many salmon that crossed the Bonneville Dam yet. But that's what we do, and uh, say the end of March and through April and May, we we're fishing on the the spring salmon, and a lot of the people go down and do it, hook and line. Scaffold fishery is mainly what we do in the springtime because numbers, you know, haven't been that great. So we, we like to have a commercial season in the springtime because, you know, from what I do, you know, I, I make a living at, you know, fishing that's been my life for a long time, and that's what I do. I do, I do, you know, I get subsistence fish also. In the springtime, we're hoping we can get at least a small spring fishery for commercial-wise, but we always have a, a subsistence fishery on scaffold and hook and line. That's usually always in place as long as the numbers ain't too low and they're getting impacted too much. The tribe will allow us to fish, but if the numbers are impacted, the tribes will step in and They'll close it down to let fish go by, you know, that we're, so we can have good numbers of fish coming back every year. Albert Kalama Sr. talks about the later seasons and ways of fishing on the Columbia. On the on the gillnet fisheries, we we don't just go down there and catch as much as we can, or I mean, catch as much as uh, like we don't we try not to affect the run. We we we're allocated to and set quotas to catch as, uh, so many fish in these seasons. They give us the number of fish we, we're, we're allowed to catch. We start having an impact on the runs, and they'll shut us down on that, too, with the gillnet. So uh, I guess you could say they watch it real close, and that's good for a conservative reason, so that the younger generation is going to have uh, fish all the time. Our people will continue having fish, and that's a, that's a good thing. That's the upside of that is uh, we'll continue to have fish because, uh, you know, that fish belongs to the Native American, you know, that fish belongs to the Natives. We're allowed to take up to 50% of that fish if we wanted, but, you know, we never do. We're not trying to keep that amount of fish as uh, the tribes can, but all the tribes, they're not looking to catch that amount of fish. We fish, the spring fishery runs after the sturgeon fishery. It runs from, uh, like I said, the end of March, April, May, and then it goes into the, the summer season. And that starts for the summer run, the June hogs, the, the blueback, the sockeye salmon. That that starts in June and, and runs through uh, July. And then it, and it winds down and we, we still get fish in August. So we're fishing in August yet for then the steelhead start coming in. So we catch a few steelhead here and there, you know, and steelheads start running in the end of July through August. So we're fishing the summer. After the spring, we're fishing the summer seasons, and uh, and that runs right into fall, where we'll fish August, end of August, September, October, and November, 
in the end of August, the fall chinook start coming in. The summer salmon, well, they'll run and we'll catch summer fish and sockeye through June and July. And then the fall chinooks will come in in August and we'll fish August, September on the fall chinooks in October. And the cohos will come in too also. The silvers, they'll, they'll come in on uh, in September and they'll run through October and there'll still be some out there in November. So we're fishing up till basically up till November, even as far as in the December sometimes. But there's a fishery down there. We, you know, there's fish usually that, that can take care of you all through the year, if that's what you do. We do, i say, like eight months out of the year of uh, fishing. Albert Kleinman Sr. gives advice for anyone who wants to maybe start fishing, whether it's along the small or big rivers. If you are wanting to learn, there will always be someone to help you. It's part of, a, you know, what we do, what we've always done from our, you know, that's who we are. We're from the Columbia River, Warm Springs, Washcos, and, you know, and the Yakimas, and, uh, and then the Nespers, the Matillas are down there, too. You know, we're all from the river, you know, and that's what it is, our, our culture, our tradition. That's what we do, you know. I, I encourage everyone to get back down there and start fishing in one way or another, you know, to be a hook and line, go down there and catch a fishery, which is going to be starting it should look good here, in the, you know, in the next few weeks. People can get down there and do it. And uh, even go down there and try to ask a few people or anybody or myself, you know, about the, the scaffold fishing. There's a lot of different places to do scaffold fishing. And there is there is places down there for the tribal members to get in there and even put up for their own scaffolds, you know. Go down there and look around. I encourage, you know, all the, the younger tribal members to, to get down there. And you know, and do do the fishery down there, and get involved in fishing, and uh, go provide for yourselves or for your family or however you know, and get back into it. You know, that's who we are. We're we're, we're from the river, and it, and it's it's a lot of fun. Puts food uh, on the table for your. I would like uh, to see, you know, a lot more people get involved down there and go down there and. And exercise your right because that's where you know that that's where we got those rights. It's not just a privilege, like the, you know, like the state. They have to go in there. They have to buy a license and everything else. They got to do this, do that. We got we got this right as one of the treaty tribes. So I encourage more of our people to get down there and start exercising those rights. It's a good thing to do, just like the hunting. I encourage everybody to do their hunting and exercise all. The right, get out there and get down on the Columbia River and ask questions and just get down there and go hang out. And there's a lot of people willing to share information and, and places. And uh, besides myself, as I grew up, I knew that. And when I when I wanted to go check out different areas and different people, there was always people willing to share information or even let you fish in their places. Even go and ask, get down there and don't you know? Don't be afraid to go down there and. and Fish, go catch fish. I like to, I like to share information. You know, like I said, the traditions that we have, our culture, you know, that in our bloodlines, you know, that's who we are. We are fishermen and hunters. So I encourage the the young the young people to get down there and go ask questions, go go learn. 
don't be afraid to ask anyone down there. All the people down there, you know, are all our people. They're they're willing to share information and help you out down there. And if you run into somebody that don't want to help you or whatever, go ask someone else. And uh, you know, don't be afraid. Don't get don't get swayed by anything. Just get down there and and learn. And uh, come ask me even, you know. I'm a, I'm always on the river, you know, and there's a lot of people that are willing to share information down there, though. I know that about fishing. There's another guy that that I that I follow on uh, on the Yakima Nation hunters and gatherers. You can get a lot of information off of there too, as how to tie, you know, hooks and different methods of fishing and hunting. That's a that's that's very informative uh, group to follow. And I see a lot of people picking up information off there, you know, and, and I like that. That's what I encourage all the people to do, that'd be, is to get down there and get in there and get fish for yourselves and for family or whatever. I like to share information, you know. A lot of people come to me on the on the gillnets part of it, you know, because there's a lot of guys that, you know, there's there's a lot to drifting. The ma- mainly what I what I uh, do on the gillnet fishery is uh, drifting. I do the set nets also, but anybody's got questions to ask about, you know, about drifting or whatever, feel free to come ask. I'll share what I know with, with people. There's a lot of other tribes that are stepping up now that I see. There's a good number of uh, fishermen down there, you know. But I see them come and go, you know, and some people go try. They do it for a while, and I don't know. They go back to, you know, what they do, but some of them have come and, and tried to fish. It's not your own boat and net, everything. If anybody's willing to get boats and um, nets, all the gear or whatever, and uh, when they go down there and try, drifting's always up and up everywhere for everyone because there's a lot of places that, that are that are registered to different tribes that, you know, you can't just go down there and set your gillnets out just anywhere because uh, a lot of the a lot of the set gillnet places are all taken by individuals that register them or, you know, they own those places. But on the other hand, with drifting, you know, you could buy, you could go buy a drift gear, put it all together, buy a boat, and you can go out and drift and, uh, Drifting's mainly done out in the channels, where it's pretty much basically open to, to whoever wants to drift. You know, you don't. Those places ain't taken. There's a lot of drifters out there now, so and it and and on it benefits when you catch a drift salmon. It's usually pretty fresh. You uh, you know, it ain't sitting in your net very long. And a lot of the, the commercial part of it, a lot of the buyers they want to get that drift fish. So a lot of the places are taken for the set net. So. Basically, what I do down there and, and uh, where I picked it up, like I said, from my brothers and, and from family, different families, and my cousins, and, you know, I, I learned a lot about the river. I mean, from my brothers and, and cousins, all I could say is and it's there, you know, that it's it's for us. That's our fishery down there. So all the tribal members need, need to get in on it, get your fish, because I know everyone loves salmon. Don't be afraid to ask is a big piece of advice Albert Clamas Sr. is wanting anybody that wants to learn about fishing to know. Also that you can turn to other information sources for fishing knowledge. I'm Neil Morningall reporting for Our People and Mother Earth on 91.9 FM KWSO.